0: welcome to the pmp exam radio show your one-stop resource for all things related to the project management professional pmp certification exam whether you are a seasoned project manager or just starting your career the pmp certification is a valuable asset that can enhance your career prospects and demonstrate your expertise in project management In this radio show, we will be discussing everything you need to know to prepare for the PMP exam, including study tips, exam format, and content and strategies for passing the exam. We will be featuring expert guests who will share their insights and experiences in preparing for and passing the PMP exam. Our goal is to provide you with the resources and support you need to succeed in your PMP exam journey. Whether you are struggling with a specific topic or just need motivation to keep going, the PMP exam radio show is here to help. So, tune in and join us on this exciting journey towards achieving your PMP certification. Let's work together to achieve success and take our project management careers to the next level. Hello my friends, it's your buddy Phil, project management training coach. I want to say a huge, huge thank you to you in particular for listening to this podcast. And that's why today I have a free gift, a special gift from your buddy Phil to you to help you better master the concept of agile. I am going to put a link to a free infographic for you to use as a bookmark. You could put it on your wall. You could do whatever you like with it. Print it out, But I'm going to put that in the description below because I truly appreciate you being part of this podcast. Wherever you might be listening to me, wherever you are in the world, I want to say thank you. Okay, for those of you who have taken time out to actually click on the like button, I want to say a huge thank you to you. Because this podcast is growing in leaps and bounds and it's helped a whole lot of folks in their PMP journeys. Some of you actually do come into class with me to get certified either for the hpmexam.com course or the Project Management Masterclass.com course and I really appreciate that. So today is my thank you to you for being a listener, alright? Look in the comments or wherever you are, just look below. You're going to find that link to my Agile infographic. Next, I'm also going to give you a second gift to help your understanding of Scrum. Because I know lots of you are studying for these exams. And there's a misnomer that Scrum and Agile are the same things. (laughs) But they're not. Agile is a mindset. And it's espoused in the Agile Manifesto through the values and the principles, right? Now, Scrum is not a mindset. It's a framework that embodies the mindset that makes one to be agile. So in the world of Scrum, we think agile, we act agile, and the practices of Scrum help us to pragmatize our agility scrum is based on a 353 configuration there are three roles the product owner the scrum master and the developers there are five events the sprint itself which is a container for all the other events the sprint planning the daily scrum the sprint review and sprint retrospective and there are three artifacts the product backlog the sprint backlog and the increment, also known as potentially shippable increment. And those are all explained in this infographic that I'm giving to you. So you need to look in the comments for this podcast, whether you are on Spotify or Apple or Audible, those of you listening on Amazon, Wherever you are, wherever you're listening, I didn't forget you, right? Just look and get that free gift. Now, today, I'm just going to talk to you about important steps for you to master the agile part of the PMP exam, okay? It starts off with these free gifts I've given you today, okay? The way to master Agile on the PMP exam starts with a deep understanding of the Agile Manifesto. And someone might say, but Phil, all this fuss about Agile, isn't it overhyped? Isn't it a bit too much? It actually is not too much. The PMI, they know what they're doing, they're able to see trends, and they're able to see that Agile has gained. Significant popularity in project management in the past 15 years, it's grown in leaps and bounds, right? And why is that? It's because agility helps us to deliver projects faster with greater flexibility. I'm not saying this is a one-size-fits-all, but if you add a little bit of agility to your projects it has been found through surveys and research that it gives you an upper hand. Even if you are a more traditional organization, being agile in your mindset, add a little bit of agility to the mix, it will help you. So, if you're preparing for the PMP exam and you wanna master agile, let me give you a few tips before we close for today. Number one, understand the agile manifesto, the values and the principles. The Agile Manifesto outlines the values and principles of Agile and ensure that you understand the Agile Manifesto's key principles. Number one is individuals and interactions over processes and tools, right? But you also need to understand the concept of customer satisfaction, prioritizing that, embracing change, delivering working products frequently, and collaborating with stakeholders. Secondly, familiarize yourself with Agile Frameworks. Agile encompasses different frameworks, which is why the second free gift I'm giving you today is on Scrum, right? It's a Scrum infographic to help you. But don't forget Kanban. Kanban is potent. It's incredible. Kanban has a start where you are mindset, which means there's no red tape. There's no new roles. You start right where you are. You introduce the Kanban board and you begin finding huge benefits immediately. I'll leave that for another day. But don't forget XP as well, extreme programming. Especially if you're a coder, developer, look into that. And if you're not, just understand the concept of XP for your exam. Especially if you're taking a PMP exam, it could be one of the answers and you do need to understand what XP is, right? So, In addition to that you need to know agile practices and this is number three i would say go to the agile practice guide if you haven't already i'm going to give you another huge bonus today right now hey these pages i'm giving you are priceless read pages eight nine and ten in the agile practice guide you'll be pleasantly surprised to see what's there Page 14, pages 18 and 19, pages 27, 28, pages 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, all the way to 56. Don't forget pages 90 to 95 in the Agile Practice Guide. This is the Agile Practice Guide now. Why am I telling you to read these pages in particular? Because they contain a huge amount of value for anyone who wants to get PMP certified to understand PMI's view concerning Agile and to get you to ship shape, my friend. You'll be glad you did that. I would also recommend going to the back of the book and looking to page 127 to get a good idea of the PMI's Agile Radar Chart, to understand the use of that chart in surveying organizations, to get a feel for if agile, hybrid, or traditional methods are the better fit. It's a beginning of a discussion. So check out page 127, and all those adjoining pages to understand that Agile Radar Survey. It's not that it comes out on the exam, but it helps you, again, better see what the profile of an agile organization should be, could be, right? Versus a hybrid organization, all right? So when I say know these things, it all boils down to understanding agile practices, agile techniques, things that we could say are tools of agile. I'm talking about user stories, burndown charts, retrospectives, Things are just generally used in the world of Agile and understand how these techniques are used to facilitate Agile delivery. Understand things like affinity estimating, right? Understand the concept of planning poker, which we call Wideband Delphi. These are also in the Agile Practice Guide. So there's a lot for you to understand in this world of Agile, okay? Study those agile related artifacts and practices and processes, uh, product backlog, sprint backlog, daily stand-ups. Know how these all fit into the agile project delivery lifecycle. Finally, you should be a practitioner of what you're reading. Practice agile. The best way to master agile is to practice it. So I am giving you a charge to take those values, my friend, those principles, and begin to incorporate them into your daily work, which is why you've got the free gift from your buddy Phil. Put it on the wall. Look at it daily and practicalize it. Put it into practice. It is going to help you. The more agile you are indeed... The less overhead of studying stuff because you are living it, it's become part of you. There's really no need to study a whole lot because you're living it. You know what I mean? Try to build in things such as retrospectives and daily stand-up meetings and delivering in increments instead of delivering in one big bang. Look for opportunities to do that. It helps you, right? So familiarize yourself with frameworks of Agile, techniques of Agile, no Agile-related artifacts and techniques, and practice daily. With consistent study and practice, my friend, you will become an Agile expert. But it has to be a daily thing. The more you do it, the better you're going to get the more value you're gonna find from agility. And that's it for today, my friends. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did, smash that like button. It's always appreciated. If you've got any questions about the PMP exam, about agility, about PEMBOK, anything project management related, you know I absolutely wanna hear from you, okay? Don't forget to download your free gifts Look for those links. They're going to help you download a PDF. If you find it hard doing it on your phone or your iPad, get on a computer, get that link and download it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye for now. Here's a quick pop quiz. The project charter is an output of which process? Three, two, one. The answer is develop project charter. Question two. Issue log is an output of which process? Three, two, one. The answer is direct and manage project work. Three more to go. The resource management plan is an output of which process? 3 2, 1. The answer is plan resource management. Final report is an output of which process? 3, 2, 1. The answer is close project or phase. Finally, change log is an output of which process? 3, 2, 1. The answer is perform integrated change control. If what I asked you sounds like Greek it means you need to open up the pen book guide and read it a little bit more because as you've heard from our expert on the exam you will get hybridized questions. The more you know the 49 processes and their intricacies the better you'll be able to handle questions of a predictive and even in some instances a hybrid nature. So don't forget, read the Pembok guide knowledge areas to understanding. Don't read them robotically, but understand what you're doing and have an idea what you get out. Let's jump back into the session. my awesome friends it's 2023 and now we are working on our pmp lots of us some of us are new to it but i want to demystify everything for you and break it down what is the pmp exam it's a three hour 50 minute exam that has 180 questions for you to answer across three domains of people process and business People is about how you interrelate with individuals on the team, how you lead them, how you coach them, how you mentor them, how you resolve conflict, and all the great interpersonal skills that you as a project manager have. How you execute them with a team—it's all about people. Very people-focused stakeholders, team members, things like a team charter, a social contract, a team contract, a team agreement. The five stages of team development, forming, storming, norming, performing and adjourning, the Hersey Blanchard model of how you lead people situationally and all that stuff, emotional intelligence, the list is endless. But that is the people domain. The process domain is all about how you apply the tools and techniques of project management how you have technical project management skills in quality, scheduling, cost, resources, and things like that, and how you apply them to projects to solve process-related problems. In fact, your entire exam is about solving problems. The people piece is about how you solve people problems with great interpersonal skills. The process piece is about how you solve problems with the project management aptitude you have across all all the knowledge areas, and in the world of agile, how you understand servant leadership and the processes that the team carries out in the world of agile. So we're talking about things like release planning, sprint planning, the product backlog, the sprint backlog, backlog refinement, retrospectives, daily scrum, sprint review, and things such as that. Process is not just for traditional project management. Process is also quite agile as well. So you need to understand the nuts and bolts of Kanban, the Kanban board, work in progress limits, and so on and so forth. And then the 353 of Scrum, that's the process piece. The business piece is about understanding how project management sits in with a business? What exactly am I as a project manager supposed to be aware of from a business perspective? That's what your exam 180 questions is all about and this my friends is captured in a document called the PMP exam content outline. Do a Google search if you are on a computer and stationary right now, and you'll see that there are 35 tasks that the PMI has outlined rather meticulously for you to be aware of. And a lot of folks don't know about this document. They actually think the exam is based on some PMBOK guide or Agile guide. No, no, not at all. The exam is based on the PMP exam content outline. Now, if you want to study these content outline tasks really deep, I have a free program on YouTube. Just go on down to the channel named Praizion, that is P-R-A-I-Z-I-O-N, P-R-A-I-Z-I-O-N. Go to that channel and look for the 40 Days to PMP Exam Success program because that program is over a day long. And I'm not talking about an eight hour day, I'm talking about a 24 hour day. I spent 24 plus hours, actually I spent a day and 12 hours of my life and more putting together free content for you. You need to use it. So go on down to the Prazion channel and look for the playlist of 40 Days to PMP Exam Success. I break down everything one step at a time. All the recordings are available right there on YouTube. So if you want to jumpstart your 2023 and commit to getting all this stuff for the PMP down pad in 40 days, that's right, 40 days, you need to go on down to the Praise channel and you need to subscribe and begin watching these videos every single day for 40 days. I'm taking down each one. People, process, business. Straightforward, easy. Hey, it's free. You can't go wrong. I look forward to hearing from you. Drop me a comment. If you heard about the 40 days, the PMP exam success on this channel, why don't you drop me a comment when you hit that playlist? And you know what? Even better, we have a program that takes those 40 days and puts it into four hours. That's right, puts it into four hours. If you want to be part of that program, Go on down to the website, hpmexam.com. Perhaps you just need a rapid jumpstart to catapult you into success on this PMP thing, and you you don't have 35 hours to sit down in front of an instructor. Hey, you can do it in four hours. hpmexam.com. Whatever your needs are, whether you need the full-on PMP exam training at projectmanagementmasterclass.com or something short, I got you covered. All right. For those of you who have been on the journey, you're like, yeah, Phil, I already know all that. I've got a few questions for you. I just got a 10 point question set for you today. Are you ready? Let's go. What are the artifacts of Scrum? All right, there are three artifacts the product backlog. The sprint backlog and the increment. We also call it the potentially shippable increment. Next question. What are the five process groups of project management? Easy, right? The five process groups? Initiating, planning, executing, monitoring and controlling, and closing. Next question. What are the three roles in Scrum? Okay, the three roles, product owner, Scrum Master, and developers, also called development team by some. Next question. Name the five events of Scrum. about it like this the sprint itself sprint planning the daily scrum the sprint review and the sprint retrospective next question what is the optional event talked about in scrum answer that I'm looking for is backlog refinement. Next question. Name the 10 knowledge areas of project management. The 10 knowledge areas of project management. Get them all? Okay, let's break them down. Here's a mnemonic for you to remember the ten knowledge areas. I saw six chipmunks quietly roasting coffee, reading poetry stories. I saw six chipmunks quietly roasting coffee, reading poetry stories. It's outrageous, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it's one that you wouldn't forget. Hey, (laughs) I've got an even better one that will give you a visual. So I have one of my students. He's from Cuba, and he likes this mnemonic because it talks about Cubans and talks about rolling cigars. Now, don't get all emotional. I'm health conscious. It's just a mnemonic, okay? It goes like this. I saw six Cubans quietly rolling cigars, really puffing smoke. It's a visual. That's all it is. I'm not saying go out and buy a bunch of cigars. I saw six Cubans quietly rolling cigars, really puffing smoke. Now, that's a visual you can't forget easily, but it'll help you remember the 10 knowledge areas. So what are they? Integration, scope, schedule, cost, quality. Resources, communications, risk, procurement, and stakeholder management. They all have management after it. So integration management, scope management, schedule management, cost management, and so on and so forth. All right? Integration, scope, schedule, cost, quality, resources, communication, risk, procurement, stakeholder. Those are the 10 knowledge areas. Next question. This one's going deep. Okay? This is deep. Name the seven processes of integration management what are the seven processes of integration management okay so they are as follows I'm going to give you clues first of all, then I will expand on each clue. You first of all need an authorization document for the project, and then you need to plan the project, and then you need to execute it, and along the way you need to glean lessons learned, things that you did well that you would like to repeat on the project, and things you didn't do so well that you don't want to repeat on the project. Then we talk about the overall monitoring and controlling of the project. Then we talk about managing any changes that could happen. And then we close out either a phase in the project or the project as a whole. Did that give you enough clues to recall the seven? Well, let me break them down for you. Develop project charter, develop project management plan, direct and manage project work, Manage project knowledge, monitor and control project work, perform integrated change control, and close project or phase. Now, why do I want you to know these? Because you need to know what is done in them, and that helps you answer the questions on the PMP exam. It helps you know where you are in the process of things, so you're not guessing. And that was just seven of the processes. There are 49 processes. You really need to know your processes and what you're doing in them to get the process domain down pat. Let's go to our next question, number eight. This question pertains to user stories. What are the components of a user story? What are the three components of a user story? Okay, the answer? Role, goal, benefit. In other words, the anatomy of a user story is role, goal, benefit. As a, that's the role, I want or I would like, that's the goal so that, that's the benefit, as a PMP student, I would like a course that pragmatically covers project management in real-world terms so that I can better understand the content and not have to cram. Hey, (laughs) that's a user, user story for the training I provide. So if that sounds like something you want going down to the website P-R-A-I-Z-I-O-N.com check out all our offerings okay? Crazion.com P-R-A-I-Z-I-O-N.com Alright, let's move on so that was number 8 number 9 Are you ready? This is a two-pronged question 9A Define the definition of ready. You may hear people referring to this as D-O-R. Define in your own words. It doesn't have to be Pembok words or Agile Practice Guide words. Define the definition of ready. All right. So as you define the definition of ready, I was looking for you to mention the word story in your definition. So the definition of ready, quoting from the great Jeff Sutherland, right, on his side, The definition of ready means that stories must be immediately actionable. In other words, the state a user story must be in before you can act on it is a definition of ready. So, the team determines that definition of ready. You could say it's an agreement within the team. That is a signal to the team that a story is ready for work, it's ready for actionable steps to pursue that story's aim. Okay, so the Agile Alliance also says that the definition of ready involves creating clear criteria that a user story must meet before being accepted into an upcoming iteration. So if you are about getting into a sprint or an iteration, same thing, sprint. We use the word sprint in Scrum. We use the word iteration in general. But if you're about getting into a sprint in Scrum, those stories must be ready to be worked on. Okay, that's 9A. Here's 9B. What is... The INVEST acronym. What does the INVEST acronym mean? All right. So, the INVEST acronym is a set of criteria that is generally accepted in agile communities. To exemplify what exactly the definition of ready means it's an acronym that helps agile teams assess if a story meets the definition of ready okay so what exactly do each of the letters mean can you tell me that tell you. I in invest is for independent. N is for negotiable. V is for valuable or it could also mean vertical in terms of the chunks of value cutting across layers of enough functionality. E is for estimable. S is is for small, small enough to fit within a sprint, and T is for testable. So before we deem a story as being ready, it should be independent of all others. Negotiable it's a conversation. Promise for a conversation. Should be valuable or vertical. Should be estimable. Should be small enough to fit within a sprint. It should be testable. All right, let's go to our final question. You're going to love this one. Final question, my friends. What are the knowledge areas that are lower down in the 10? I want you to tell me the last three. What are the last three in the list? Now, of course, this is not an exam worthy question. It's just trivia. okay? and it has an A and a B. So what are the last three? Go for it. Okay, so if you guessed risk management, procurement management, and stakeholder management, you are correct. Here is question B, 10B. What are the seven processes of risk management? Why am I asking you about risk? Because it's a big area on the exam that a lot of people cry about. You've got to know your risk management so what are the seven processes go all right let's talk about them one by one plan risk management planning how to manage risks on the project the next one is identify risks where you identify what could go right what couldn't go right. In other words, you identify the negative risks or threats and also the positive risks or opportunities. Next one, we have perform qualitative risk analysis, then perform quantitative risk analysis. Perform qualitative risk analysis, our main goal is to categorize the risks and to rapidly score the risks. In perform quantitative risk analysis, our goal is to put a numeric assessment in place for those risks. In other words, you could find the expected monetary value of each risk by multiplying the probability of occurrence in percent times the impact in dollars. And when you get that for each risk, you could aggregate those. Now, that's a simplistic way of explaining it. A lot more goes into it in the real world, but just hold on to that. Okay, so we've talked about plan risk management, identify risks, perform qualitative risk analysis, perform quantitative risk analysis. Then the next one is plan risk responses. Plan how you're going to respond to the risks. The next one is implement the risk responses. And finally, we have monitor risks. Now, when you're doing your plan risk responses, you've got to remember there are two mnemonics involved. There's A-TEAM and there's EASY, A-T-E-A-M. That stands for Avoid, Transfer, Escalate, Accept, and Mitigate. That's how you respond to the negative risks. For the positive risks, it's EASY. There are three E's. So there's exploit, accept, share, enhance, and escalate all right, my friends, we've come to the end of it. That's it for today. I hope you found value from this, and I wish you all the very best in 2023. Don't forget, check out the website. If you're looking for training, you need to first of all hit the crazy on site, especially if you're looking for training that's pragmatic, actionable, and engaging. Go on down, E-R-A-I-Z-I-O-N dot com. I'll get you in shape, my friend. I'll make sure that you are on it. See you in the live training. Bye for now.